Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall, and today we're going to celebrate some success stories. Now, my research is focused a lot on men's health and how men can achieve weight loss through diet and exercise. Well, today we have two perfect guests who will share how they were able to do just that. Our first guest is Derek Bishop. He's a colleague of mine from the university, and he's made some significant improvements in his health through a consistent approach to exercising properly and eating well. And then we have our own Greg Smith on the show to share his amazing transformation to a healthy lifestyle and the impact it's had on his life. This is a great opportunity to hear what the results can be when you put the advice of the experts we've had on this show into action. So we have a lot to talk about with these guys, so let's get to it. Hey Derek, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. You know, we were chatting the other day and I thought it was such an interesting conversation because you've made some pretty amazing strides when it comes to your health. What, what were you able to accomplish and what really prompted you to make this significant change? Uh, well, I guess um, what prompted me to, to make a change was uh, uh, I was overweight for, for most of my life and I, I, I decided one day I was going to walk to my daughter's school and I, I realized walking up the hill was a little difficult or more difficult than I, than I anticipated and decided that it's time to, time to make a change. Uh, so I joined a local gym here in, in St. John's and uh, started working out. I uh, was spending most of my time on a, uh, one of these pedal bikes in the gym. I mm-hmm. uh, spent from four in the morning till probably five in the morning on this pedal bike, and I, I did lose five pounds after two or three weeks of on the bike. Uh, then I pretty much plateaued, and I, I, I met up with a friend of mine at the gym, and he introduced me to a, a workout program that he had online, and I started working out at that. Um, probably two or three weeks into that, I, I started noticing a change that I was I was losing weight. Uh, so then I decided, well, this this is actually working for me, so maybe I should now look at my diet. So then I decided to to change how I ate. Um, prior to this, I was I was eating large breakfasts, large dinners, large suppers, snacking all the time, unhealthy snacks. So basically, all I had to do was change my my way of thinking how I ate, which I did. So it uh, that about a month into it, I was down ten or fifteen pounds, and and I, that was seven years ago, and I haven't looked back since. <laughs> So when you first started, uh, how big were you? I was 236 pounds. Yeah. And now I'm down to about 160. Wow. That's a big change. That's a big change. It, it is. And so when you started to do that, you, you, know, you went in and you did what you sort of typically would expect. But you, and you know, some people would, would think that you know, going on a bike and spending an hour on a bike a day would make a difference. But it really it looks as though it was the combination of both the diet and exercise and a different style of exercise. It was resistance training you were doing, was it not? It is, yes. Yeah. It's a full body, total body workout. Um, so five days a week, it's, it's a different workout than just your going in, riding a bike, or just going in, doing weights, power jumps, a lot of ab work. Uh, and, and the other thing I, I did find about these particular programs, and most of the gyms offer these workout uh, programs, it's more fun to do it with somebody, uh, fun to do it as a group. 
Uh, whereas if I was on the bike, the motivation to get out of bed at four in the morning, go and spend an hour on a pedal bike was totally different than spending an hour with or half an hour with a, a group of people doing a fitness class. There are four of us that do this particular workout program that I, I, I speak of, and it was a lot easier. It just made it a lot easier, and, and and I've been going forward ever since. That's awesome. In seven years, it's just showing that that's, that's, that's not a, a passing sort of uh, temporary fix. That's obviously your lifestyle now, hey? It is my lifestyle, yeah. I, 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 can't, uh, I can't imagine getting up in the morning and not having my workouts. Right. So I, also, I, crave, I, I crave the feeling of that workout now as opposed to food. <laughs> that's good. That's good. When you, you know, when you were you know, a little bit heavier and, uh, and not exercising, did you have any like health conditions or health risks that were sort of related to your lifestyle? Uh, I had high blood pressure. Um, pressure and just the feeling of not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, I mean, my blood pressure has been normal. My heart rate is normal. So there's a lot of a lot of things that have changed internal with me as well, and my my doctor even says to me like, I can't believe the change in you since since uh, you've started working out. So the benefits are really good for for this. That's good. And did you start to notice like some of those changes relatively soon? So you know you've had significant weight loss, but what were like what were some of the things you started to notice pretty much right away once you found the right combination for yourself? Um, basically I started noticing a lot of weight loss, um, and I, and I noticed the weight loss and then eventually once I had the weight loss and it turned into my body changing and toning more, mm-hmm. so showing more muscle. Um, so basically I, 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 that would be the most I, I noticed. Then shortly after that, I noticed that my, my blood pressure, my heart rate, just the feeling of being, of being well, I noticed. Uh, shortly after I noticed the fat coming off me. Yeah. Mm. So you, you mentioned that you're, you're doing resistance training, sort of a full body type thing, but what about your diet? You, you, you switched that. What were the big things that you changed in your diet? Oh, well, uh, one of the biggest things I try to do now is uh, in terms of snacks. Um, I, I try to, like I, I, I do the shopping for the house most times and I just, if, if it's not in my house, then I don't eat it. Uh, so basically, I buy a lot of bananas, apples, oranges, grapes, strawberries to keep those in the fridge, and that are that is my snack food. That's my for my snacks. Um, I basically I don't even look at chips or anything like that. So I, I have my breakfast, which is oats and berries, and then my lunch would be a healthy lunch, and then my supper would be a nice healthy protein enriched uh, supper. So more protein I get the less hungry I feel. It's funny because that seems to be a resounding thing for a lot of people. And I mean, that's something that came from my formal training was understanding the macronutrient types. But it seems that most people that have success really understand whether they're consuming carbohydrates or fats or proteins. Uh, How long did it take you to sort of figure out what foods contain what nutrients? Uh, Well, the the program that I am doing uh, also has a a, a part of it that is about should be eating uh, but one of the biggest things that helped me uh, was to know the uh, nutrition facts on the side of, of the food that you purchase mm-hmm. the meaning of it most times prior to my workout or my interest in it I typically would just go and buy whatever I, I wanted and didn't even know the nutrition facts were on the side 
then I realized that the nutrition facts were on the side and I just didn't stop at how many calories per serving. But I, I looked further down and found out how many sugars, how much fat were in what I was eating. So basically learning that first and then trying to decide what it is and how much I should be taking or eating in or taking in uh, really helped me with that as well. Hmm. Uh, so you've also got a little bit more health literacy than most people. You've got a really interesting job. You work at the medical school in the anatomy lab. How did that understanding of the body actually help you with your exercise? Uh, well, it actually... Uh, <laughs> It really helped me a lot, uh, actually, um, uh, understanding what muscle group I was working on. Uh, of course, if I had any particular pains in certain areas, I kind of knew what, what, what was paining because mm-hmm. exercise is not all about fun, and sometimes it does create a little bit of tenderness and pain in certain areas. And, and working in the anatomy lab and having an understanding of the human body really helped me to understand what the certain calories and how your body worked with the calories and how it burned off calories. And yeah, so that, that the, the job really helped me in that way as well. Yeah. I, I think that sometimes it's that interest and the understanding allows you to be like, okay, if I'm doing this and I'm going to work this or I'm going to eat this, that's going to translate into A, B, and C. And that probably sure. helped you stick to some of those things a little bit more. Today, we're talking about men's health and successful weight loss achieved through diet and exercise with our guest, Derek Bishop. He's lost over 70 pounds and kept it off for over seven years. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back. We're talking to Derek Bishop about his journey to finding the right combination of eating right and regular exercise that fit his lifestyle. I'm gonna give a bit of background here I met Derek because we worked together in the anatomy lab at the university and we started talking about fitness one day and by looking at him, you'd never assume that he wasn't fit. He just looks like the kind of guy who's always been in shape. And he told me he had a pretty interesting journey and showed me some pictures. Now the change between him now and then is dramatic, but the changes that he feels, not the ones you see, are even more dramatic. He's talking today about his journey through fitness and diet and exercise, and he's got some great tips, but seeing it in real life, I think should be really encouraging for people that are looking at taking on that challenge of weight loss. Let's go back and finish up our chat with Derek. What were some of the barriers you faced? Undoubtedly, you had some things that really sort of set you back and you had to recover from. Uh, A lot of the challenging things that I dealt with was... um... In terms of food, um, the cravings for certain foods, uh, trying to understand why my body was craving certain foods, um, trying to, to get rid of the craving for certain things, certain foods and, and replacing with other certain foods, such as bananas, orange, apples, fruits. The other challenge was to try to continue eating all day. I know mm. this sounds strange, but I, I, you just don't stop at breakfast. Breakfast is an important meal of the day, and it's it's a power meal. You eat a, a fairly large breakfast, and you're you're pretty much good to get to to lunchtime. Um, but during between, you you kind of want to have a snack. So instead of having a bag of chips, instead of having this, which I used to do, now I have an apple. So the challenge there was to to actually take the apple and enjoy the apple and feel full with that apple. Mm. Did you find that you, uh, the more you migrated away from those other foods, the less you crave them? Yes, I did. Hmm. I mean, most, most foods these days are, that are manufactured or processed 
are, are meant to try to make you crave them so that you actually want them more. An apple doesn't do that. There's, there's no, nothing in an apple that makes you want to have an apple except for the fact that you want to have an apple. <laughs> yeah. Whereas other foods give you sugars where your body craves sugars and craves uh, different different things that they processed into the food. Yeah, we did a show on that so far. And uh, we were talking about the bliss point and how foods are engineered to just make us want them. And, and unfortunately, the apple has been around for a long time and hasn't been tweaked a, a bunch of different times to make it perfect for us. Exactly. Yes. And, and, and that, that can be challenging. Is it's, uh, I mean, you know, we talk about people who have addictions. The reason it is an addiction is because of all the processed stuff that goes into a food that makes us crave it and want it more. And one of the biggest things, another challenge I had was I, I had to try to figure out how I was going to uh, make my diet better for me. Because just because some person decides that a diet is good for them, for, for people doesn't mean it's going to be good for me. So one of the things I found is instead of going directly into a diet, I just, I kind of weaned my way into a diet. So I, I decided to take my snacks and try to figure out snacks. Then I worked on my breakfast then I worked on my lunch and then I worked on my supper. So basically at the end of the day, I was working on all three of my meals. Plus I was having healthy snacks. Yeah. Which, because, uh, you know, I, I always equate it to, I don't like jumping into the pool, so why would I like jumping into a diet? <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Well, it's trial and error. And the other thing is, it's been seven years now, and you've been able to tweak it over that. But you, most people don't slip into a not perfect lifestyle overnight. So why would they yeah. expect to migrate out of it overnight? Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And one of the other things I also do as well is uh, I, as you mentioned, I work in the mun, and if I have to go upstairs on the fourth floor for something. Instead of taking the elevator, I take the steps mm -hmm. and take the steps back down. Now, unless I'm carrying something that I, I need an elevator, that's the only time I'll take an elevator. But most times I'll take the steps or just go for a, for a walk during lunchtime or, or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I guess another challenge that I've, I've, I've had to deal with is this COVID-19. Where now my, the gym that I go to, the local gym that I go to, is it's... It's open, but it's not open in a convenient time for me. So I've I've had to since March had to tweak my um, workouts at home. So that that's a challenge. For sure, and, I, a lot of people have faced that. But I mean, the fact what your program that you were doing was online did that did that assist? Oh yes, exactly. It, it's been fantastic because I can get the program online. I'm not tied to one particular gym or anything like that. So that's why these online programs that have really worked for me uh, because the fact that whoever thought that we we wouldn't be able to go to the gym one day <laughs> I know. stay home yeah. but uh, yeah that, so that really that was a challenge there for me as well but it's it's been working out pretty good for me and uh and same same goes for for meals i mean you're sitting home working from home and it's easier to get to the fridge easier to to buy that bag of chips it's, so the mindset is you still have to have it in your mind first before you work out that, that's a great point. You know, it's like a whole new adjustment period for people. It's funny. I just rounded out my dumbbell collection. I was looking for a set of 20 pound dumbbells for about three months online. And I finally found them yesterday. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a new challenge for people. How do you make exercises work with limited equipment? Because you can't even buy weights. Who would have thought you can't buy a bike, can't buy weights, you know? So yeah, exactly. it's, it's definitely a different change. So let's, uh, let's keep it up with the exercise side of things. 
you know, when you were doing your exercise, what were some of the things that you noticed for progression? Because you said you couldn't walk, you had trouble walking up the hill to your kid's school. Um, but when you started to do the, the resistance training, how did that sort of show itself? Well, uh, as, as I said, the, the biggest problem I had was like, I, I did get winded a lot because I, I was carrying around a lot of extra weight. Um, so basically, I did find it challenging in the beginning. Uh, first two months of my workout, I found it very challenging to do all the push-ups, the power jumps, uh, different different exercises that they, they they were asking me to do. But I just, I, instead of doing the 25 like he wanted me to do, I did two. Mm. And so I did two push-ups and, and I did the best I could. And I just kept going and kept going. And as time progressed, I got two, three, four, five, six more push-ups than, than I could have done. And same jumps and different things that I do. Uh, here I am today, seven years. And last uh, last time I did power jumps, which would have been last weekend, last week I did 162 power jumps in one minute. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I took it from being able to do two to 162. So, I mean. Hey. That's pretty good. When most people are willing to settle for a 2% raise each year, seeing a 10,000% uh, improvement on your fitness level should be a pretty easy thing to accept. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. It's been, it's been a, a very uh, rewarding road that I've been on for sure. Good. And I mean, is that translated to other areas of your life now too, as well, having that strength and that fitness level? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, of being just living, uh, I mean, just, just, feeling wonderful about yourself and being able to go for a walk uh, with your family over during COVID-19. Uh, couldn't go anywhere and we had no other choice but to either stay home or go for a walk. Myself and my wife and my two children, we would just go for a walk and being able to keep up with them has it's been, been fantastic and, and just taking in fresh air and enjoying life is has been really good <laughs> has so has your uh, lifestyle uh, been translated to your family members as well uh, it has actually um, um one of the one of the pro the, the program that i did find online um it it does have um workouts for youth uh with it as well so my, my 10 year old daughter has been kind of coming down and watching me do my workout and then she'd do a workout with me or she'd stand next to me. And my wife and my, my oldest daughter who just turned 17 yesterday. Same thing. We've, we, uh, she, she does work out. My wife does workouts. She does a lot of Zumba. I can't get into it because of the dance part. <laughs> I'm not a dancer. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And that's, that's important. I think that that allows you to support your food choices. So you're not buy, making one meal for them and one meal for you guys, or you're not, you know, you're setting aside time to work out. And I think that's, exactly. that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and the mindset is there for everybody then to enjoy the meal that we, we do. Because if, you, if you have to make four different meals because three people choose to eat different than you, it makes more stress on you. Mm. Then all of a sudden, where, whereas everybody has the same mindset of like, trying to stay healthier and trying to eat better. What we make for supper and we, we make for lunch, we make for breakfast is, is expensive. That's great. I love hearing and, that. Yeah. 
Yeah. We need a little bit more of that here at the, the family sort of thing that in the dynamic support, uh, the, the other guest for tonight um, was also somebody who had a, a partner who was very into it as well. And together they were able to succeed. And I think that that level of support, whether it be for your workouts and having your workout friends or having a family at home that sort of shares the same philosophy, that's, that is something that can't be understated. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's been fantastic to have and also support for you as well to, to, to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. If three, three people in the household out of four have worked out, you're probably going to get your fourth one in, or fourth person going. Um, exactly. Yeah. So th there's lots of people though, that are facing um, this sort of challenge. Okay. About improving their fitness, maybe losing weight, maybe regaining their health. What's the best advice you'd give somebody who's facing what seems to be an insurmountable challenge? Um, my advice would be just uh, to take it slow, uh, enter a diet slow, basically work out slow and, and let your, let your body adjust to, to the new program. It's, you know, if, if you're challenge, if you're going to challenge yourself to do a workout program online, you have to do 200 pushups. You don't have to do 162 power jumps in a minute. Do the best you can. And you, you work within your own limits and eventually you will get there. And that's the same with it go, when it comes to with, with a diet, you will get there just one, one meal at a time. Yeah. And I think that's it. Don't let uh, perfect be the enemy of good. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before long, you'll be, I wish I could do 160 power jumps. Yeah. <laughs> I need to start working out with you. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it took a while to get there, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, I must say. Well, that's great. I think it's so important for people to hear stories from people like yourself that have been able to, to actually do it. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. Oh, well, thank you for having me and, and good luck to everybody that's, that's going to try it. Welcome back. Joining us now is a voice that is likely really familiar for a lot of our listeners, and that's because it's VOCM's own Greg Smith. Greg has an amazing story to share about his journey to better health, which resulted in him losing over 100 pounds and keeping it off. So without further ado, let's talk to Greg. Greg, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Mike, for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know it's not your first time on VOCM, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a bit weird being on this side of the microphone, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's about time you get interviewed. I've interviewed a few <laughs> interview people before, and it always seems to go really well for them. They get a chance to say some stuff. And that's, that's what I want to talk to you about today, because you've made some amazing uh, changes in your health. What, what prompted that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was, uh, well, it must be seven years ago, I guess I started the journey of weight loss, but... Uh, my parents, honestly, this is a true story. My parents were in Vegas, um, came back, and as parents do, they bring gifts back. And mom bought this shirt in Vegas, and I put it on uh, Christmas time and looked in the mirror, and it was tight on me. It was a 3XL shirt, and I just just looked in the mirror, and I was like, you know what? Something's got to change. And it was just one of those moments that the light bulb went off. And, uh, yeah, and I just made that commitment. as My New Year's resolution will be to get healthier. And I just started from there, and really within six months, I, uh, I dropped 50 pounds, and that was great. And then I dropped another 25 by the next Christmas. I was down 75 pounds. And, uh, you know, it was just once I started seeing it come off, like, like honestly, it was just 
it was, I don't know what it was, but it just gave me that power. To, you know what? This is definitely the right move for me to make sure that I'm going to be uh, healthy in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I find that that works for people when they find something that works and they start to see the results. That's the that's the feedback they need to keep on progressing, going mm -hmm. forward. Like, so you had that timeline, and it's been seven years since then. Like, how did you start off with it? Did you did you start with diet or exercise or like combo of? Or how did you? Yeah, it was mostly diet, to be honest. I mean, and, and the way you say it, you got to find something that works for you, and that's the key. I think the message there, right? So I. Uh, I did a little bit of research over the Christmas period and saying like, well, what can I do? And I discovered this app on my phone called my fitness pal. And okay. it basically, yeah, it counts your calories. And I was like, all right, I want to start right there. I want to track everything I'm eating every day. Uh, you know, set the goal for two pounds per week to drop. And uh, I basically did that for six months. I just tracked everything. I weighed everything, uh, you know, realized how much, calorie were into say dressing on salads and my wife makes fun of me now but like i barely put any dressing on salads now because i just feel like it's a waste of calories you know yeah uh, but it's just the way that i did it and uh i didn't really you know deprive myself of anything i just made sure that i did it in moderation and counted everything and when i started seeing those results man it was like it was i was hooked you know yeah yeah. And, uh, you know, on that topic of that, uh, you know, it's a lot of work to begin with, but, you know, using an app like that, your, your most frequently eaten foods stay at top of the, the list. So that's easy to access. But I think that with that, people start to learn what's in food and, and people don't realize that they also realize like the nutrient types and then the timing and how many calories after the day, what was the biggest sort of light bulb that it, it hit with that? I think a lot of it was just, I don't know. I, I, I ate I didn't eat well. I worked a really weird shift at the time too, uh, leading into that. I was working like 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. So it wasn't odd for me to be hitting up a drive-through at 2 o'clock in the morning, heading home after a day at work. Luckily for me at the time, I think, uh, and this is the thing I credit to, it was that my life got a bit more stable when I started doing the diet because I shifted to uh, a, a work schedule of 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I could plan a bit better. Um, you know, I used to plan my meals heading into work, but then I was off in the afternoon. And once I started getting that weight off, it set me into a routine that I uh, could start exercising a bit more. I had more time in my day. It was working until 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I would stay in bed till 11 or 12 o'clock and then get up and just do the whole routine again of working late. Uh, so I got into the whole running thing. But the light bulb thing when it came to dieting was just how how much waste, I guess, I was thinking, you know, you eat a burger and it's like 900 calories, but you could have a salad and chicken. It was like not even a third of that, you know? Right, and it's right. just like, wow, like if I plan better, I could probably eat more, but still cut down the calories, you know? That's a huge thing. I mean, it, it takes a lot of food if it's healthy to meet a daily caloric intake. And most mm -hmm. people, if they eat healthy, would, wouldn't actually be able to eat that much. So uh, it's not hard to like to keep the calories to the right amount. Um, so you said some challenges were like your work schedule, for example, mm -hmm. uh, maybe not knowing as much about food, things like that. What were some other challenges that you faced when you first started? Um, so uh, it's hard to say, but like, I think the, the, the work-life balance is the biggest challenge I've, I've faced for it. And luckily I've kind of gotten to a point now that I, I, I plan on meal prep constantly. You know what I mean? I think the mindset of, of getting into that was probably a challenge in itself. Uh, you know, planning is key to success for anything you do in life. Um, I honestly feel that is probably one thing that saved me and, and to keep the weight off. We all know, and like you probably heard it a hundred times in your career and in your life, how hard it is to keep the weight off. Um, so, I mean, that was probably a, 
big challenge was, you know, getting in the mindset of, all right, you need to plan, you need to focus on it. But really the work-life balance was it, man. I mean, you yourself know that it's a grind. I mean, you do multiple things, you're working, you're doing school or you're, you know, on this committee, that committee and convenience food is just easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you just got to be prepared to, to take on the week. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. We, we had to talk about that last week. We were talking about just the body is made to store, not to lose, because if we lost real easy, we would starve to death way back in the day. We were wandering through, uh, you know, the woods and stuff. So, so yeah, that is, that's a huge challenge for people. So you, you talked about diet. You, you said you started to run for exercise. Is that, how did that start? Like, did, did you start with a walk run thing or? Yeah, I just basically, it was funny because, um, John Steele, who used to to own uh, the OCM before we sold the Stingray, uh, he was really getting into running himself. We uh, just signed on as a sponsor of the Tele 10. And uh, he was like, you know, like you're doing this whole uh, diet thing. Maybe you should try exercise a bit. So I went out for like a five, 10 kilometer walk every other day, a little bit of jogging in there. Anyway, I started getting into running. So by the time I was down 100 pounds initially, um, I was running my first Tele 10. Uh, awesome. And then I did five in a row. And uh, honestly, I, I never, ever got a runner's high, but I think knowing that it was helping me maintain, it was helping me be able to, to focus on a healthier lifestyle. That kind of became the thing for me then. And I didn't focus so much on the calories. I was focusing more on, all right, I want to beat my personal best time. So I think like, it kind of just brought another level to yeah. be healthy, you know, and there's yeah. just, and that's the way it's worked for me always, man. Like I don't count calories now, but I watch my carb intake now. So every, every step of the way kind of has brought me to a new level, a new appreciation of, of a new way of being healthy. Well, that's, yeah. I always talk about conscious competence. So, uh, you know, you know, probably now when you look at uh, a, a type of food, how much is in that without having to put it into your little app, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, for sure. Person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to a fault sometimes. I mean, my wife tells me all the time, she's like, you got to like, stop talking about how many carbs are in that. Like just enjoy for tonight and you can get back on track tomorrow, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but when you first started, uh, did you, you were, you were uh, overweight, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, did you have any health risks associated with that? Not that I'm, I was aware of. I mean, diabetes and heart disease is really uh, prevalent in my family. Uh, so I knew it was always something that was in the back of my mind as well, uh, which is, I think, uh, one of the key reasons why when I saw myself in the mirror that time wearing that shirt, uh, I, I didn't want to fall down that path of, you know, having to depend on insulin or, you know, having heart problems down the road. Um, but I never knew of any health concerns. I mean, I don't think there was ever anything there, but I didn't even go get checked either. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't one to be like, all right, I need to go get all this done. Go get a checkup at the doctor. I was still young. I mean, seven years ago, I was still in my mid twenties. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. So, and the body is, is so resilient um, that, you know, those types of things probably wouldn't have affected you at that point. Give it another 10 years, then you might've mm-hmm. started to see things, you know, had you not made the shift you made in your lifestyle. Um, another thing I think is important is you are saying that your wife uh, also, you know, uh, keeps you on track or, you mm-hmm. know, helps encourage you along the way. How important is having a partner that like, sort of lives the same way? Oh, it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, she also went through uh, some weight loss. She might want to smack me later when I get home for talking about it, but she dropped 80 pounds before we met. I dropped a lot of weight. So we keep ourselves in track. She likes getting up for hikes and stuff and motivates me to go out and do that. I mean, we have a dog, we go out and walk him. Uh, she more than I most of the time, but she does get me out and keeps me motivated. And she does bring me that bit of levity. I mean, uh, I think I told you before we started uh, on the air here, off the air that, uh, you know, I just got back into the mindset of 
eating a bit healthier. I mean, it was a busy summer for me between a move and work and everything else going on this year. And she was like, all right, yeah, so fully support you doing that. Uh, I was about a three weeks uh, into this low carb thing, I call it, um, that I was just focusing on my intake. She was like, all right, you know what? We got a couple of things on the go this weekend. Don't mind if you go out and enjoy yourself a bit Saturday night and get back on track Monday. So she kind of lets me have those moments too, but she also knows how to kind of bring me back into it fairly quickly, you know? Well, I think that you use the word diet the right way because diet is supposed to mean a way of living, right? Mm -hmm. and, but the way it's defined in our culture is it's this temporary type thing, but it sounds as though you eat a certain way the majority of time, but you're able to deviate away from that but that's, that's a strong aspect, I think, of your success? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, over time, I've kind of gotten into the routine. I guess it's a routine that, like, Christmas time, you know you're not going to be able to upkeep a healthy lifestyle. So, like, all right, when Christmas time comes, I can't sweat it. Uh, January 1st, after New Year's, all right, back on track, meal prep, this, that, and everything else. Summertime is a hard time too. That's another part of the of the the life that I lead now. I'm like, all right, summertime. I'm going to try my best to keep up on it. But hey, if the guys are going out for the weekend or we're getting together with friends on the deck down on Water Street, I'm not going to sweat and I'm going to enjoy myself. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously, you know, it's it's key, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is a lifestyle now, and um, I don't think I would have had the success that I had if I didn't bring my my mindset around to where I'm to now. That Maybe it's to a fault, too. I mean, I do jump on the scale way too much during the week. I should probably be able to do it once or twice a week. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's faults with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it is definitely a lifestyle change that, uh, that I just got to keep on my mind, yeah. Well, there's a saying, I think, that you're living it, whether you know it or not. It's, it's, not, it's not what you eat between Christmas and New Year's. It's what you eat between New Year's and Christmas. Yeah, there you go. I like that. <laughs> it's a good way to have some moderation. So, you know, a lot of the time we, are, uh, we don't hear as many stories about men's success. And I think that might have to do with some of our stubbornness and our, our fear of failure when it comes to health and wellness. When you were going through this, did that ever cross your mind that, you know, you were, you were going to go down this road and maybe it wasn't going to work because it looked like a long path? Yeah, and I've seen it, you know. Um, I've seen uh, family members, I've seen friends try it and, and not get through it. I've seen success stories too. So you see both sides of it. But yeah, it was definitely, you know, always on my mind. I mean, I can remember, uh, and Brian Medora and I talk about this, so I don't think he minds me saying this, but I made a Facebook post. And I wasn't very public about it. Um, I kind of went through with the mindset, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to not publicize this, even though I'm in the public eye, and I could probably use my platform to talk about it. I didn't want to be talking about it and then fail. Uh, so I remember making a post maybe a year after I lost my first 100 pounds, which was a year and a half after my journey, saying, wow, a year ago today, I lost that 100 pounds. And Brian Vador commented saying, you know, when I first saw you start this journey, I said, all right, we'll see how long this is going to last. And sure enough, you kept it off. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and that was something that spoke volumes to me because it was always in my mind. And it's in my mind now, uh, constantly. I. I mean, I don't want to be defined at the weight that I'm at, but I define myself at that. I don't want to fall back into that mindset. I mean, the heart disease in my family, the, the diabetes in my family, I don't want to get to a point that that's going to become an issue for me. And it still might. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I lived a large part of my life as a large man. I was 340 pounds when I started this journey. 
I was in my mid twenties. Yes, I made appropriate changes now, but I mean, how long do those that decade of my life of being that a heavy weight? I mean, how much effect did it have on me? You know, mm. so it's always on my mind for sure. Yeah, like what, run me through like what a typical day would look like for your food. Uh, so right now, uh, focusing on a lower carb intake for me. Um, basically, I get up in the morning, and every day it's eggs, like an omelet or something along those lines with veggies. Veggies is a big part of everything. Salads for lunch with chicken wraps that now this might not be the, the healthiest choice but with the low carb there's a bit more of a uh, high protein and a bit more fat intake with it you do a cheese wrap instead of bread wrap you know what i mean mm -hmm. things like that so for typically for me right now coming to work on a monday to friday i'll have omelets in the morning lunchtime is like salads and protein supper time i'll go in and, and i'll have meats from steaks to lamb to whatever like that with the salad again it's always with the greens really i think that's a big part of my diet now is that before i never even wanted to look at a leaf of lettuce or spinach but it's a part of every meal for me now that's a typical day for me for sure yeah good that's great and then when yeah. it comes to your, to your running for the telly 10 um i mean that must have been challenging when you were first you know getting into uh getting back into shape and, and then also mm -hmm. your joints must have you know must have been hard on them how do you uh did you get any help with that or did you follow a training program uh, I kind of just took it under my own uh, self-interest to try, um, you know, did a lot of research online. I didn't do any training clinics, running clinics. Uh, that's, I think that's what they're called, running clinics. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't do any of that. I kind of just did it as I went. I had a buddy of mine who was interested in trying to do the telly for the first time. He was a bit more athletic than I was, so I used to go for runs with him. Uh, you know, the first time I ran the telly, I was uh, 240, 250 pounds. Did it in just over two hours. So then for me, that's when the goal started setting. It's all right. Mm. Well, if I drop a few more, you know, pounds, I can, like, you know, and start working out. Uh, anyway, it, time and time again. But yeah, I think you know, uh, it's just trying to figure it out on my own. I just wanted to have that self accomplishment. I feel like I guess maybe that's part of the, the ego part of me. But I wanted to do it on my own and then be that person, you know. But I mean, yeah. that was what worked for me at the time. Yeah, that's, listen, it's all about accomplishment and it should be something you enjoy and, and it gives you something to focus on. And, and that's the nice thing about it, that when you do it properly, you can see these small incremental changes instead of trying to look for that 10% change immediately. You look at 1% mm -hmm. for 10 weeks or vice versa. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Right. Well, I mean, besides the health benefits, which you know you're going to see, especially with your family history, mm -hmm. what were some of the other things that you really noticed about like the, the physical, mental, whatever, physiological effects? Uh, I think a lot of it, I mean, it's just, hmm, what's the way to put this? More, I guess, internally, I was proud of myself just to, to know that I succeeded at this. It's, it's a, a bit of a success to myself, a personal victory, I guess, is one mental thing that I think, you know, I take from it, um, you know, knowing that I can accomplish something that was this. I mean, I was 340 pounds at my heaviest. I'm now usually around 200, 205. I mean that's a teenager you know what I mean like mm -hmm. uh so that's something I take mentally and I'm proud of that one of the things I do take from it though I feel like if I, I, it kind of carries with me a lot too and this is probably why a lot of people uh don't want to talk about their journeys and stuff I feel like it's something that defines me still people you know obviously like I can't believe how much you do that you know, I mean you're looking great and it's something that people always bring up to me mm. um you know people who've known me for a long while some people who I'm close with I mean after a while they're like this is who I am now, right? But people right. you don't see very often or people that you associate with from time to time. I mean, it's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah, it's great. I feel proud that I did it. But at the same time, it's something that has now become 
who I am and right. not always a bad thing, but at the same time, it's always there, you know? Yeah. It's constantly on your mind. It's, it's such yeah. a major accomplishment. I guess that's the other thing is I want to, I'm talking to people today that um, have had success because it is so challenging for folks. Mm-hmm. So what advice would you give to somebody that's listening? That's really, really contemplating taking this journey and may have failed a few times, but really wants to make the change. The big thing is, and I think we started off with this is finding something that works for you. Everybody is different. Uh, you know, getting out and trying something and failing at it is not the end of the road. Um, you got to find the perfect fit for you. You got to also have that moment. I mean, I had that light bulb moment that I was like, I need to change. And sometimes that's all it takes. Um, but there are so many things out there. Like, you know, yourself, people do fad diets, which do work, but if you don't keep it up as a lifestyle, it's not going to continue to work. So you need to find something that is sustainable. You need to be able to change the mindset on that. And really that is the key message for me is just find something that works. And once you find it, you'll know that you're going to succeed at it. Um, I mean, I've tried and failed a hundred times before I actually found the light bulb and light, the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tried everything. And even during this journey, I've tried things. I've done programs. that was like a 30 day fast or whatever, mm-hmm. just to try to keep motivating myself. It works for a period of time. Let's yeah. be real. It's not a sustainable thing. I mean, how many, how many 30 day fasts can you do in a run of a year and not deprive yourself? You know what I mean? Yes. Depriving yourself is not going to get you to the end of the road either. So, you know, find the right fit. That is mm-hmm. the thing you got to do, whether it's working out, whether it's running, whether it's counting calories or whether it is cutting back on the carb intake. If you can sustain that and you know it's working for you, that's what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Well, Greg, I think that's great information for anybody listening. I know there's lots of people that are struggling with uh, their weight and trying to find a happy medium for a healthy lifestyle. So I really appreciate you walking us through that today. Oh, man, I appreciate the, the time and uh, for inviting me on the program. And I've been listening for a while, so it's great to be uh, on the other side of the microphone for once. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad you got to share. Well, that's today's show. I really appreciate Derek and Greg sharing their stories. They both accomplished so much, so hearing about their journey should give us all a bit of reassurance that it is possible. And although tonight we shared stories from these fellas, this should resonate with all of us out there because we all face different challenges in today's society when it comes to our health. So when you decide to make a change, do like these two did. Find out what barriers you might be facing. Put some strategies in place. Take it day by day. And what I think is most important and really came through in their talks, be kind to yourself because that's the whole point of being healthy. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Health and Wellness Show on your VOCM.